Dodge Yahoo, Phantom of the Forest, you spear, finger, fire, dragon, Ohio grass man, silver giant, bloodless hollow, West Virginia vampire, coyote king, hogzilla, devil, dark coyote killer. Mothman, smoke wolf, a lizard, demon, ashman, grafting monster, cow killing bastard, shadow creature, dust man, Cherokee, death cat, wild man, great fire, rape. What else do I have to say? Steal yourself some chicken wire, and I'll get some lumber, cast the thunder brothers. Don't you dare get out of the golf cart. We can keep our fixies while we hunt the fixies. Smelly gastro team, red island bear beast, silver giant, squalling savage, black wolf was kind of average. Stone giant, raven, mock a midnight, whistler, wampus beast, wild wild woman, Ohio grass man again. Technically, huckleberry wolf, man of wolf county, need to find the axe again if we hunt the lightning man. A is werewolf, deadly howl, Kentucky hellhound, little girl, headless horror, I can't take it anymore. And I'll get some lumber, cast the thunder brothers Don't you dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our big seats while we hunt the big feet This here's Big Feats, the podcast with foot I'm Robert Brockway and if I was a mountain monster I would be three normal dogs in a cage And I'm Sean Baby and I would be four normal dogs in a cage It's called one up in you. <laughs> and I am author and essayist Jason Pargin. <laughs> I, like I like the NPR voice. <laughs> Let's do that the whole time. <laughs> it just kills your throat. Ah, I can't. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is a Mountain Monster Watch Along podcast. That's uh, Mountain Monsters. If you are just listening to this episode and no other episodes, uh, is a hillbilly X Files monster hunting reality show adventure. It's mostly just sort of monster hunting improv, uh, and we're watching every single episode of nine unbelievable seasons. But before we get into it, uh, who would like to plug something today? Uh, my new book is called Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. It is on shelves and in all of the other book reading formats everywhere the books are sold, except for like like grocery stores and stuff wouldn't have it. But places that are dedicated book selling operations anywhere, anywhere should have it. And Sean? Oh, I would love to plug 1900hotdog.com. We have our own podcast called The Dog Zone 9000 every Wednesday and uh, all the other days of the week. Uh, we have uh, hilarious articles from comedy writing all-stars from around the internet. It's the final comedy website. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 1900hotdog. That's my plug. What a fantastic plug. I would once again like to plug this very podcast that you're listening to. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think you made a good choice. I would love it if you told somebody Smart. about it. Uh, I, I almost said tweeted about it, but that doesn't exist. I don't know what people do. Honk. Honk about it uh, somewhere. Honk, honk about it on Honk, the Honk platform for clowns. I Fucking whatever you do. Uh, Apple reviews are great. Google, just for the love of God, shout it out your window. Uh, tell somebody about it or it stops being a thing. And we don't want it to stop being a thing because there are 900 episodes left. And the, every single one gets better than the last. Uh, let's meet our cast real quick. Uh, Trapper is the leader of the Mountain Monsters crew called Ames. 
Uh, Huckleberry is Bigfoot security, a role which he takes very seriously uh, by not doing anything at all. He would bring a chair and lean it backwards and fall asleep if he could. Uh, Buck, the rookie, the caller, the husky ninja by his own proclamation, as we have recently found out, uh, mostly bait stand-in. He's, he's there to be trapped and laughed at. Uh, Jeff is our hillbilly research scientist reading books he found washed up in the holler. Willie is our trapper, not trapper. And Wild Bill is our tracker. He does not track. What he tracks down is a tree, and then he runs up it and falls down on his back, and we all laugh. And it's a good time, and I will not disparage his performance. Uh, we are watching Mountain Monsters Season 1, Episode 8, The Grafton Monster of Taylor County. This is a real creature. This is at the beginning of every episode. We try to determine if this is an actual creature. I say real creature. I mean, it is an existing cryptid. The legend is actually known where sometimes they will make up a cryptid out of whole cloth for the episode. The Grafton monster is a thing. Now, to be fair, though, even when they pick a monster that is a thing, they will still continue to make up that monster, even if like the established folklore exists for you to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, the, the folklore on this one is they, he's said to, the Grafton monster is said to bludgeon his victims to death, I guess with a big club. And he either is actually headless or appears to be, and in their words, sulking. <laughs> he's like a, a sad monkey. Shaquille O'Neal. Imagine a sad Shaquille he's O'Neal a sad and nothing else. What a sad Shaq. Sad Shaq. He's a sad <laughs> <All right. laughs> So we got a sad check on our hands. Uh, we're time for our truck debriefing. We're parked this time. The first time. We always it do up. it on on the move, but we're we're tailgating. Uh, we're tailgating our Bigfoot research. Maybe we got some wings on here. Uh, out in a field, Jeff says, Well, I have a killer video I'd like to show you. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's so cute. It's like show and tell. I have a killer video I'd like to show you. I think it talks for itself. And in this very gentle, uh, fun loving way, he shares this video with him on his laptop. Uh, it's from obviously from, from Grafton, West Virginia. And they, they celebrate that fact like, Oh, it's local. As though every single one hasn't been local to this point. Right. They've, they've driven up to a half hour away, and they will not do that again. Uh, it's terrible video. It's dark, grainy video. We basically don't have to specify that. Very shaky shadows. I do like... I like that there's something we're doing old school about this. Because there's... We have established that we have modern technology. This is, what, 2013, right. 2014, something like that now. We have like high definition cameras, at least reasonable high definition cameras in our pockets. It would lo- it, it doesn't look like this. If you take a terrible video of something on a cell phone, it doesn't look like this. It looks better than this. This is like they're still trying to get that classic fucking eight millimeter kind of yeah. green on it for atmosphere. And I appreciate the aesthetics that they're going for. I like I appreciate the work. Yeah, I feel like cryptids have sort of fallen out of like popularity because, you know, obvious reasons like you just film a monster if the if monsters existed so they're trying to get that bigfoot video where you know it's sort of it, it looks like a bigfoot but but like you you couldn't film that today because you would be able to see the gorilla costume seam or whatever and you can so. uh, it's a vaguely yeah. humanoid gorilla costume uh shot so badly and so poorly they actually have to highlight the shape in white to show you what the shape yeah. is supposed to be it could and, have been nothing this could have been some cattle next to nothing. And I'd be like, yeah, that's that's what that video is. 
<laughs> sincerely, I'm not certain that they even did a costume. I think if you had somebody just kind of cover their head with their coat, because it's just a, a figure. It's just a shadowy figure. It could just be somebody with their hands and everything covered in coveralls or literally anything. They, they actually bag. draw the Bigfoot shape on there. They draw a Bigfoot shape over it and they're like, see, you can see the shape. It's Bigfoot. I'm like, no, you fucking drew that. Uh, so, uh, what I like about this is it's the first time where Trapper says, and something he's going to try to make happen. Well, that's definitely a mountain monster creature. <laughs> We're going to get a no lot question. of that as we go. Yeah, they're going to start trying to brand a category of mountain monster, it, which uh-huh. it makes me wonder if they didn't produce several episodes before they came up with the title of the show, because I don't think that's terminology they used a lot. Yeah, no, prior that's to now. brand new. No, they, they're just stumbling onto it. They want to they have that, that hot mountain monster brand on it. <laughs> nobody, can, nobody can sell knockoff Grafton monster toys. Except for them. <laughs> God, I can't wait to see the buck action figure. So th- there's cattle to give it scale. They think it, that means it's you know super huge. And Trapper says, well, now you did any more research on this one, Jeff? And Jeff says, yep. And I found the possibility that it's the Grafton monster. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it's a safe bet if it's a monster in Grafton, Jeff. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's done. <laughs> did you do any more research? And yes, I found the possibility that it's a monster where we are in Grafton. Well, he, they did a thing here that I thought was interesting. Cause like they are finding the brand and like everyone's roles. And right here, they're trying to like prop Jeff up as like a hillbilly genius. Cause he looked up like about the town and like found a name of some civil war guy. And Trapper's like, you son of a bitch, you know, that motherfucker's name. <laughs> like they just, their minds are blown that he remembered a fact from previous in the afternoon. Yeah. He, so he he asks Jeff to brief them all up about this Grafton monster. And what Jeff does is start talking about the Civil War and why Grafton <laughs> was a was a vital strategic point in the war because of its railroad and how the first casualty of the right. Civil War was killed in Grafton. And he says, Thornsbury Bailey Brown, boys. And everybody is so impressed. But th- that, that's okay, and that unless Unless Thornsbury Bailey Brown was shot and his ghost became the Grafton monster, this is not helpful, Jeff. It's this not is not the kind of all. research they meant. It's, but Trapper loves it. He goes, you kid, you know his damn name. Son of a bitch, Jeff. It's it's probably a street name in most towns around there. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. I, I, it, they're easily impressed is my point. <laughs> Blown out of the fucking water on this With one. the book learning. Uh, the, earlier they said the first sighting was in Huckleberry said the first sighting was in the sixties. Uh, not two minutes later, they now say the first sighting was in the fifties. Uh, so they're already <laughs> sure. contradicting themselves. He's a hundred, maybe 1500 pounds. So he's got <laughs> it's a pretty big there. range. That's a big range. Uh, he's a third to five shacks. <laughs> he's got four foot wide shoulders. That's very important. And we're going to go ahead and do a thick cryptid thigh check here. <laughs> oh, oh, cryptid thighs. Oh, they're pretty thick. He's kind of a shaved ape, kind of a clay face from Batman kind of thing. <laughs> Just yeah. like a nondescript child's drawing of a monster with Amazing. big... Yeah. It is the best creature rendering by far. It is so goofy because they're trying to work in the thing with it being like hunched over and its head is kind of in its mm-hmm. chest or something. And they, yeah. it's clear the animator didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. Because it's not in the picture. 
It's just kind of a weird blob that he couldn't decide. Now, Jeff starts to explain this physiology. He says, now the most interesting part is his head, which drops clear down in the center of his chest. We'll only be able to see the head from the side view, guys. That's why they call it the headless whore. Mm. And you call this Krangin. Well, you're Krangin. <laughs> and Put now they've, your tummy. they've seized onto a bit and Trapper says, whore? W-H-O-R-E? <laughs> oh, no. oh, like, you think this monster's a slut, Jeff? You think if we could all pitch in, we could fuck this monster, Jeff? Like, they're giving him shit for saying it weird. And then it Buck quietly... for a while. Buck quietly oh, in the back of the truck says, I don't think that would be a very good whore. <laughs> That's his addition to the bit. And Jeff goes, well... One charges money and the other scares the hell out of you. But I bet you've se- you've had some. What are probably both monsters? I don't know what the fuck he's trying to say there, but Trapper loves it so much he claps and starts giggling. Trapper and Huckleberry buys but- really scary hookers. <laughs> I believe that Huckleberry's Huckleberry trying to join in on the joke before it ends says they both charged him money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Hold on>. yeah. <laughs> What is he talking about? Hold up, what does that mean? What does that mean, Huckleberry? What is what is, what were you going after there? The the, uh, the headless horror, the Grafton monster charged him money for what a great improv bit. And they close that on like that's the punchline. Just leaving us completely baffled on the floor. It's like they had all of the phrasing of a comedy bit back and forth written out, and then they put it into a blender. And all of the <laughs> phrases are out of order. Yeah. Like nothing logically leads from one bit to another. And again, I realize they're improvising. They're not working from a script, but it's weirdly incoherent because again, I've been around guys like this. They can joke just fine and they can tell dirty, dirty jokes just fine here. They never quite landed on what they were implying. Like you get, it's a direct line. You should imply the trapper fucked that monster. Just say that. Right. You didn't land that. <laughs> no. And then we ended knowing that like the Grafton monster charges money for something, but it's probably not sex work, but it could also, be. <laughs> he charges money. He charged trapper for something, maybe contracting, probably sex work. One thing's for sure. There's a headless whore involved <laughs> somewhere in this. Which I also definitely encountered a few headless whores. That's, that's for what... sure. So playing this straight, Trapper very briefly thought they were going to Grafton to hunt a headless whore. Like there was a headless whore roaming the woods and that's their monster. Like, that's a little unusual for us, Jeff. Uh, Anyway, that scene, that comedy brilliance is done. They meet up with their first witness in the field. This man's name is Wolfie. Wolfie. uh, As as though he's a treasured child stuffed animal. Uh, And to sell that, Trapper calls him Wolfie. (laughs) Now, I want to stop the listeners right here. I know what you're thinking. I know you think there's going to be a twist where it turns out this witness is a wolf man or a werewolf. And that at the end of the episode is going to turn out that he was the monster they're hunting. It's not oh going there. God. Cause I got really excited when they like, yeah, we're going to talk to our first witness. who says he saw the monster. He, his name is Wolfie. I'm like, Ooh, I know what, I know what they're doing. Yeah. It's going to it's going to turn name out is Krang, that- and his head is in a normal place. <laughs> He's just got uh, a paper mache head up there. 
But uh, no, his name is just Wolfie. He is a cattle farmer. This is now eight straight episodes where in eight episodes, they've probably talked to, what do you think? Maybe, maybe 20 witnesses. They tend to have two to three per episode. episode. Um, And they have all been hunter, outdoorsman, farmer, rancher. One auctioneer, one real notable dead auctioneer. auctioneer. (laughs) It's never dentist, attorney, bank loan officer, which again, all of those people will go hunting in the woods and fishing. Any sure. of them could plausibly see a cryptid. There are people who have normal human jobs uh, in all over these, you know, West Virginia and the other Virginias. Uh, not in the world of mountain monsters, though. Everybody either lives off the land or they are some sort of salt of the earth uh, something. By filming them all in this field, I am really starting to get the implication that they, like, right before this scene started... Wolfie woke up in that field and just stood up and waited for them to come to him because that's where he lives. Just all right, I'm ready. I'm awake. Just just kick me when you get here. Uh, you'll I'm in the field. Uh, he's a cattle <laughs> farmer. The only real job, hey, of course. Uh, and when you he get was to the field. Take a left. I lived left of the field. When you get to the <laughs> take a left to hit that. When you hit the ditch, that's my house. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of men with animal names sleeping there in that field in the grass, like pod people. Uh, you're going to you're going to look for Woofy. Uh, don't don't go to Turtle Man. If you go to Turtle <laughs> Man, you've gone too far. He will answer to Woofy. <laughs> he knows he knows he's going to get my snacks. You brought my Woofy snacks, right? <laughs> uh, so so he was taking videos of his cows to sell, but he's real cagey about it. Like I was just going to yeah. assume it was normal, but then he's like. Well, I was taking videos of my cows to sell. Uh-huh. So I guess to perverts, like he's taking pervert cow videos. Uh, I don't know why we're even making excuses. It's like 2014. And Wolfie turns and says, you can see the cows down there as though to prove I really do have cows. Yeah. And Jeff says, well, that one looks like he's got one big bloodline going on there, Wolfie. And uh, Jason, do you know what Wolfie says? He's got the length and the girth. And then Trapper, just to, just to make sure oh. that this is, does not remain in the realm of euphemism, it goes where? <laughs> Trapper says, yeah, he has to have a good set of nuts. <laughs> Put a, so you know what we're talking about. And Wolfie laughs and says, yes, yes, he does. And then he gets real serious and says, most people would laugh about that, but it's true. You just laughed. All of you just laughed. Yeah, all you of you laughed. Just... Like, Lola, get serious for a second. I really like that giant penis we're looking at. <laughs> we, all right. This has been cow dong talk uh, with Woofie. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's move on to. Uh, so Woofie was Trapper, taking his. Trapper has a whole new protocol here where he wants to start with the creature's diet. So yeah, he I says like... every time. Is He says yeah. every time they start like this. And that's not true. I not feel true. like what they're doing is trying to build the tropes and establish like some rules to their hunt. I feel like the last one really, they're like, guys, we can't just wander into a cornfield, get tornado stalked by a monster and then decide we won. We have to like have a plan. Like I'm telling you, it's not good enough to have a shaky video of a bear and like a fucked up cow. We got to have more of that to go. No, nah, that's good. We're going to get, get the rare and running. Can't ruin that magic. I think that's what makes this show so good is every episode, it feels like they're reinventing it. It feels like they know they fucked up. They got to try a whole bunch of new stuff. <laughs> but they just and fuck so up in just, another direction. It's always fresh in a new insane direction. So they've literally never done that. Started with the diet. Every once in a while, they yeah. might find something along the way where it's, oh, the monster ate something. They never start to establish this scientific 
biological profile of the species <laughs> like like your fucking researchers they have nothing to go on they decide that he eats cows because the cows are afraid of him okay trapper's logic is completely insane here trapper says now woofy the cattle were running from you because they knew they were in danger maybe that means it's a meat eater maybe they've seen it take down a deer or a young bear everybody uh-huh. just just know this because we're gonna have to go through this Maybe the cattle were running because they knew that, and that means you are in danger. He's trying to take Willie's maniac build and logic. He's getting there. I, I at least know what he's trying to say. And that, like, it's not too many leaps of logic for a Grafton monster to eat it, to get from deer to human meat, I guess. So he's saying, in order, he says, the cows ran from this huge beast. Brave, bold cows will not run for no reason from a beast. Right. So perhaps these cows knew he was a meat eater. And rather than some instinctual predatorial, like we know what a predator looks like or behaves like, they will have witnessed it. Uh, These cows will have personally witnessed it, killing a deer and then conferred amongst each other and decided that could be us next. And the cattle were running because they have had this, this cow council, this congress of cattle to determine this. And therefore, uh, Woofy, you are in danger, for we look to the cows for danger. <laughs> the cows are always the first to know. Yeah, for the Grafton monster needs to die. So <laughs> in that chain of logic, it's, it went from the cows were afraid of it, therefore it should die. And that's it. And yeah. he, he had to, to get his witness, he had to yes and him up to that point. With nothing, because again, the witness didn't even say, oh yeah, I'm I'm down five cows. This thing takes another cow every week. They didn't have that. No. It's just, I had a video. It's just, I was taking a video of my, my bull's giant cock to sell (laughs) sell on the internet because I have (laughs) only fans (laughs) and, and I caught this shadowy thing moving in the back. And the cows were mildly alarmed by this. This is the crime that the Grafton monster has committed. Is it mildly startled his cows once? I do make it's my living off them cow cocks. Woofy's cow cocks.com. Uh, visit everybody. <laughs> <laughs> code, code Woofy to get 15% off your first picture of a cow cock. Uh, he, he messes he with my cow penis. He messes with my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> he eventually arrives at maybe it was stalking Wolfie. Which they have Jeff, nothing to indicate that. Jeff, the fucking madman, hears all of this crazy <laughs> logic. And what he adds, he says, this is a horribly frightening situation. That Grafton monster could have been stalking him for maybe years. <laughs> Where the fuck did you decide that, Jeff? <laughs> Does he not know he's throwing such huge monkey wrenches into everything? Like, now it's... a now it's fucking single white female and Wolfie. Yeah. It's, it's, stalk- it's been stalking Wolfie for years. Getting the same haircut. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking wild thing to throw in there. It's been stalking you for years, Wolfie. And they cut to Wolfie and he's got this look on his face like, what the? Nobody fucking cleared this shit with me. Yeah, this is too much, guys. <laughs> is, I thought we were making dick jokes. <laughs> and you're gonna so, give me my wolfy snacks i was promised some wolfy snacks <laughs> and i'm not gonna admit to having my life stalked for years until i get my wolfy snacks uh, jeff i love i love jeff he was the, gotta be i mean wild bill is the wild card for sure but jeff 
cannot be discounted in the huge wrenches he will throw into the improv where they all are just like, yeah. you see them blink for a little bit, like trying to process, what the fuck are we going to do about that? Yeah, Jeff's <laughs> on a totally different fucking timeline. I like um, one of them. I think Trapper says that he says uh, that the Grafton monster knows this territory. And so it's going to be a real hard find. And, uh, <laughs> in my notes, find yet. in my notes, it says in all caps, we will fucking see Trapper. Because <laughs> my prediction is that they will find him the second they go outside at night. Tonight. And, uh, okay, your, predi- your prediction is noted. Now, skip ahead a little in your notes. Uh, does that prediction come true? Oh, holy shit, I was right. I was right the whole time. Oh my god, you were right. <laughs> this is the hard find, our most difficult investigation yet. They cut to the night investigation, exactly the same as every every other episode. Uh, oh, they start right where Wolfie saw it, which I thought was a pretty good call. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe, maybe Graft the Monster never goes to the same place twice. We don't know, but I feel like going to where the guy saw it is a, a fine place to start. And also, yeah, but they put... In episode eight, we get Huckleberry for the first time explaining his job as security. Yep. It's the first time it's ever come up. They kept referring to him as security, and it was never clear what he did. And here he explains, oh, my job is to make sure they don't get attacked by the Grafton monster during the investigation. Because, again, the investigation is not the hunt. They're just going out to try to look for it. He just is kind of ambling around the woods with the rest of them. I'm telling you, he's a great security guard because that's what security guards do. They're there to stand there to be like, I'm here. Maybe don't don't do anything. And so that's well, it's it's so the Grafton monster kind of looks down and he sees a huckleberry with him and is like, I don't want to eat that. Yeah, I don't want to eat that. That's too dangerous. I was so confused by this speech that it kind of triggered something in my memory that like when you're in a formation like a military squad formation, I think you call the guy in the back security. So his role might not be a job so much as just where he stands when they're walking around but he felt the need to explain no i'm i am bigfoot security <laughs> Bigfoot security. he is now fucking ruined that yeah. <laughs> he has destroyed that and now he is the mall security guard of the holler he's holler security uh, so they they put buck hey buck you're the rookie you've got the least experience you're up front they put him on point uh he's bigfoot fodder now and what bigfoot would would still be hungry afterwards it's a good plan uh, so they're wading through the brush, and they spot something humanoid on thermal. Two minutes in, my God, the hardest investigation they've ever had. This cracked me up so much because Jeff's thermal is notoriously useless. It's just the dumbest fucking thing on the show. He never sees anything on it, and the one time he does see something on it, he pans right past it. It's just a completely black screen with this bright red little human man in the center of it, and he just pans right past it. And someone has to say, "No, no, no, go back!" <laughs> like he he missed the only thing that's ever been on his thermal, and then he's like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like the human, the red glowing human in the center of the blackness. Jeff, he might be completely blind. He might be legally blind, just carrying around a heat vision camera. And what he thinks happens next is the Grafton monster turned around and leapt off the edge of a mountain to escape them. And so they run up to where he was and they find a fucking deer feeder, like full of seeds. And Trapper Trapper demonstrates. He says, he was right here feeding like this. And then he puts his hand in the seeds and he starts flicking them around like a little squirrel. (laughs) Like as though though the Grafton monster was there, like just patting them, patting them around, finding the good seats. What occurs here is like something from a Mr. Show sketch because the the deer feeder, it's 
they come up to it and they're like, he was right here at this feeder and it's like swinging back and forth. Like he was just there like one second ago. In other words, yeah. like the, like the Grafton monster is right there, like, like 10 feet right away there. from them. And they start shouting, look for tracks. <laughs> so they're just standing there acting like this is the next day and not that a crew member came and slapped the, the deer feeder to right. make it wobble back and forth. Like it, like the, the Grafton monster was, I guess, hanging onto it and eating the, the corn out of it. <laughs> Any way you picture that is the most adorable and hilarious. Just it's got his little hunched down head. So it's perfect feeder height, just slipping his tongue in there and grabbing one seat at a time. But we know now, he's a meat eater. So who filled this deer feeder with flesh of animal? That's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. So they've, yeah, they've already forgotten that. They decide to go back on the hunt after finding some tracks. They go back on the hunt and it's literally right behind them. They just turn around. They don't take a single step. Buck spots a platform. It's the hunter's blind for the feeder. And Trapper's like, yeah, I see it, but that's not what we're looking for. And Buck is like, I think it is what we're looking for. And walks off towards it. So now we've, we've forced the show's hand. We're going up that platform. Now Uh, Buck smells something. I, okay, before that, I want to mention something. Because, Sean, you brought up how ineffective the thermal camera is. Right. The next time you watch the show, I want you to remember, the thermal, the, the object that Jeff is carrying doesn't do anything. Yes. In post-production, they are inserting the thermal stuff. So when he's acting it out, they are improvising well, I think I see something or, or point this way. Do you see something like, no, I don't see nothing yet. Like that's all improv. And then later on. So here you actually get a thing where they will insert a cut from the, the infrared that shows the monster, but they'll cut back to the team and they don't react because they, they right. like made a mistake because they didn't match up what was supposed to be seen through the thing with the way they're acting in the scene. When you watch the thermal stuff, knowing that's how they're doing it, it's so much funnier because, again, they're trying to establish, like, people will prompt Jeff, like, you got anything on thermal? Which, obviously, if you were in the woods and you saw a headless 1,500-pound creature in the thermal, you would not keep that to yourself. Yeah, I feel like you'd tell them. You would make a noise when you saw that. So, asking Jeff, you got anything on thermal, Jeff? They're prompting him to say... Oh, oh, yeah, I think. And so often he says, no, nah, I don't see nothing. <laughs> no. Could just be a shack. Could just be a headless shack. <laughs> they, they get so frustrated with him. Are you sure? It's right there, Jeff. And they'll have to convince him. It's like a team effort of them all like pretending hard enough. And Jeff will finally be like, okay, yeah, I guess there's something on thermal. It's and guys, tell Jeff about the Indian bride. Tell Jeff that the Grafton monster has an Indian bride. Remind him. <laughs> He's going to know but seeing a shape on thermal, but he'll be like, yeah, the lizard demon runs up and attacks cars. <laughs> Fucking, what are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> you got to play. You got to play the game. So Maybe what it'll happens even next? attack one of our cars later. <laughs> no, it's not, Jeff. We cannot no, it's not Jeff. anything like that. <laughs> that sounds like it would be an expensive fix jeff it would be expensive to fix those cars do you get what i'm saying jeff the grafton monster likes to leave out nice cheese plates (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so they see buck wins this this round of improv fighting which is (laughs) this improv fist fight 
and they're gonna go check out the blind and the, there's blood up there and it's it's yeah. Buck's turn to do his his one acting move which is to gag and and pretend to vomit and he right. does this in so many episodes it's like his his best role is to pretend to be disgusted by something forgetting that he's supposed to be a seasoned woodsman uh, every one right. of them Trapper says got us a gut pile rotten guts just pouring through the floor that some bitch was here eating I don't get why he's mad about that until he corrects it and says, no, it isn't guts. It's cow after birth. <laughs> so and Buck says the craziest shit. Yep. Buck says he dragged one of Woofy's calves right out of the mom and ate it up here. Yes. Bigfoot hand delivered a baby for a fresh snack. This is the joy of mountain monsters. If I had to pick out one moment to try to explain to someone the magic that is the show and why we are so obsessed with it to the point that it has taken over our lives when we all have other things we need to be doing. Sean has two young children. He should be caring for that. He's not, he's doing this instead. Okay. This is, this is more important. I am on a tight, I'm on a tight book deadline that I cannot break. I'm not working on that right now. I am watching Mountain Monsters and doing this commentary. Listen, listen to me. You have to stop and imagine the making of the show. They have a witness and the guy had the video camera and the guy with the video is a cattle farmer. They asked him, as we saw in the previous episode, do you have anything we can work with? In the previous episode, the guy had a what appeared to be a diseased calf and they used it as a prop. This guy gave them some cow after birth to use as evidence of like a gross thing they could find in the woods. Cause they wanted to find some guts. They got it from the cattle farmer so they could find <laughs> in the woods, some sort of guts to be a kill site. And then when they start, because they don't talk about it in advance, when they start improvising the scene, the guy says it's a cow afterbirth and buck <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to do a crime scene reconstruction <laughs> decides that the Grafton monster Patiently waited near a pregnant cow for it to start birthing the cow and then grabbed the birthed cow from its vagina and ran with it like a football, like a football under its arm into the woods and brought up it up onto this deer stand and also draped blood down the side because there's some neatly dripped blood down the side of it. <laughs> it did not hurt the mother cow. It just waited for that fresh baby snack. Because it knew it was coming, and Wolfie did doesn't know this happened. He did was unaware yeah. of it. He he did not. Either. So it might have been that he let the cow give birth and then just waited for the placenta to come out, and then just took that and then decided, what am I? What am I doing here? I fucking uh, there's a deer feeder full of food. I don't need to eat this. But uh, one of them has the idea because it hits. It occurs to one of them that um, it wouldn't make sense for him not to eat the placenta, like that nutrient rich cow placenta. So. They think that the Grafton monster brought it up there to throw them off the track. Like it's that a, is Jeff said that. Okay, yes. Je- Jeff God, Jeff is the wild card. He, he threw that up there as a distraction because again, yes. trying to decide is this thing a wild animal or is it a thinking creature against something they did not decide in advance. <laughs> so obviously, it's at least thinking enough to to create not a trap but like a red herring. And that's what they think they, they're getting out of this scene is establishing like the, the tactical mastermind, the placenta right. planting cannibal <laughs> doula Bigfoot mastermind. But Trapper thinks 
this confirms it. He's a meat eater. Right. <laughs> That's what he thinks. We found they were some doing. meat he didn't eat. <laughs> That's what and he they found that they, the, they saw him eating bird feed with their own fucking eyes. <laughs> like it's own. still swinging. <laughs> <laughs> so he decides that's where they're building the trap. He says, here's where we're building the trap. Uh, so we, the next day, we, we're cutting to Wild Bill and Willie's crackhead trap shack. Uh, they're driving in on a tractor, which we know we have established from previous seasons. They cannot rent uh, on their own. So either they have stolen a credit card from Trapper or just this tractor. Uh, Wild Bill says he's going to give that old legendary Grafton creature huh, something to think about. Uh, and Willie is going to deliver on that promise with a box. Uh, He's going to drop a box on him. <laughs> Same as last time, but dogwood instead of bamboo. Not going to drop a box on him. He's going to build a box on the ground that it has to walk into. You're right. right. You're right. It is yes. different this time. He's not dropping the box. He's dropping the cage on the He's box. building it a vacation home. He's got his little sketch pad of the plans. And do you know what he's drawing? Fucking fucking box. He's trying to fucking box. <laughs> Gotta sketch it out. <laughs> uh, uh, while uh, Willie says, the old Grafton monster is going to feel like he's in a jail prison cell with this one. And Wild Bill, sensing uh, an opportunity to spin his own lore, now says, think that old Grafton monster might be hitting that bottle a little bit? Oh, tipping her back? That's what always wind up getting me here in the old jail hell cell hell, huh? <laughs> That is what I had highlighted as my quote of the episode. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Establishes that he thinks the Grafton monster is going to get drunk. Or maybe, maybe, Willie, it's just going to be fun for us to think about. That's going to be a fun thing for us to share. But also, Willie, I do go to jail a lot for drunk and disorderly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Willie <laughs> replies, we've got a wild one on our hands if he gets on that old corn mash. <laughs> the because implication that's what here people... being, this has happened before, that they've right. encountered a drunken, like they they did encounter a, a Bigfoot whose house was in this drunken, he was it could have been like a, a drunken Bigfoot in, yeah, in a moonshiner was, holler. He was on a bender. They caught him. That was he a real messy been. Bigfoot house. He showed him his ass. <laughs> that's and, a drunk Bigfoot. They know, what, they know again, what's up. For the second straight episode, they imply that alcohol in West Virginia is not something that you can buy from a store. Yeah. But it's something that you yes. have to make in, in your backyard or the corn squeezins, as they said in the previous episode here, it's the old mm -hmm. corn mash is what is what people drink. There was a bunch of corn in the blood in that, that one structure they found. There, it did it did look like they decorated the blood with corn. Maybe that was just he someone on that trying to make liquor. Blood mash. We're gonna have a, <laughs> a hell of a time on our hands if he gets into the blood mash. Blood whiskey. Running that cow placenta through an old moonshiner still back in 1939. By God, drunk as shit. Uh, uh, there's something I want to bring up here, which is that Wild Bill, when he's being a little bit silly, has this sort of tick that he does all the fucking time, where he makes kind of half of an okay sign. He puts his Mm, yeah. thumb and forefinger together like he's daintily grabbing a joint and then he zips it away from his body like it's pulled on a string yeah it's like it's like w uh, dana it's dana carvey doing george uh, bush it, it's very vaudevillian it's like a yeah. wc fields punctuation to a punchline kind of thing so he does that and he he says to this to this bit and he zips his little vaudevillian zip away and then 
grabs a chainsaw and just runs at it like a fucking <laughs> madman. Like it wronged him. And he hits it. He doesn't like carefully line up and start chainsaw. He starts slapping it with the chainsaw, screaming, oorah, like, like this has offended the honor of the Marines. This tree stump. Oh, it's so weird. They have a POV shot. Like they put the camera on the on the chainsaw so we could see Wild Bill's face. What it looks like it's to the, the tree. It's the first Bill cam. Yeah, you get a. We will do this oh. often. We do a Wild Bill cam often. We now we'll, we don't do it for any other member of the cast. We just do it for Wild Bill because he's a creature. It's just like yeah. putting a camera on a dog. Now this and scene, then these guys proceed to cut down like twenty trees. Yeah, this is either some very illegal logging or some just unrelated logging that they needed to do and they decided to film it for the show. But yeah, you can't just go into the woods and cut down trees like this. Cut down like 40 trees, like <laughs> yeah. big trees. Yeah, they're clear cutting uh, some national forest. You're not allowed to yes. do it. <laughs> so uh, that's it for the Crackhead Trap Shack for now. Uh, it's time to meet with another witness in an open field. Of course, we meet with Dale, whose profession is deer hunter. <laughs> We're on that streak. Nobody nobody works yep. in a grocery store. Nobody works in a grocery <laughs> store and likes the woods. He found a trail that's a little too big for a deer. Looks kind of suspiciously exactly right for a four-wheeler, though. It does. He found a he found a side-by-side track. Uh he he has he noticed this trail and he put a trail camera up there and he printed it out very nicely. They all do. Yeah. Which I love. I love that detail that every single one of them brings an eight by ten glossy. Literally an 8x10 glossy of, the, of this image. Uh, they all see it, and every one of them, every single one of the Ames crew, goes with this crazy decision of acting like Dale just showed them a naked photo of his wife. <laughs> they all go, mm, 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 damn, man. Mm. Yeah. Like, all join in at once of just real horny for it. It's, <laughs> it's black and white, it's blurry, it's one-tenth of a shoulder of, like, a rented ape costume. They're probably yeah. not getting the deposit You're being back. Too they generous. use that it costume. This could have been a moth on a lens. It's just nothing. It's so much <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. nothing. Even by their standards, it's a it's a ruined bit of nothing, and they think it's the hottest fucking shoulder. <laughs> yeah, this goddamn scene. Uh, Trapper says we finally got a definitive picture of the Grafton monster. Like this is going to be entered into history, and Jeff says what Dale gave us here is a perfect example of why they call him the headless horror because that is scary. <laughs> okay. And when you're looking at it in different ways, you don't see its head. That's true. There is no head in the photo. <laughs> he leaves this super long pause as though the statement was complete. They call him the headless horror because he's scary. Now, Huckleberry says this is a really unique creature, but this in the CGI looks like just a uh, like a Bigfoot, like a Ben Grimm like a Bigfoot with a haircut, I guess. It's, yeah, it's, it's a mangy, it's a mangy Bigfoot. It's kind of sloth from the Goonies because to to end yeah. this, like he is super scary. They do this really grainy red close up of his of his clay face, right? Teeth. They give him goofy ass teeth. Picture a child drawing the boogeyman, and just yeah. it's just a rough, rough, uneven shape. Uh, they they can't picture it. Trapper needs a comparison. You know he does. And you know yeah. what that's time for. So they get Buck to head on over to a tree. <laughs> and I believe it's Jeff that says, now, Buck, hold your hand up here where his hump is. You can be the hump man. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's Buck's job. And after all of this, they hem and haw and they decide he's big. He's big. All right. <laughs> and they must be real big. 
It's fun. It's so they're still doing that 1960s evidence in this era of ubiquitous 8K cameras. They're still like, oh, I got this blurry trail cam still shot. And like, why did you not have a trail cam like video? Like, why? Yeah, we do that now. We do that yeah, shit. I don't understand. Uh, uh, Huckleberry agrees. He says this creature is real unique. It stands like a person. It walks like a person, but it's not a person. Now, see. If you guys hadn't made fun of Jeff so bad for saying bipedal, I feel like that word would have really helped you here. Yeah. Like you're, you're so close. You're dancing around it. Uh, Dale has more evidence and he's he's hyping them up for it. Like, like I don't know, like a stage magician. He's, he's like, well, now I got another piece of evidence. Do you guys want to see it? And they're like, yeah. Do you guys really want to see it? And they're like, yeah. And so he takes them over to an old barrel. And you're like, okay, here we go. And then from behind his back, he pulls out the object he's going to show them. The barrel is just there for show, mm-hmm. uh, just to set the, the scene. And he once again says, you ready to see it? Here it is. It's in this little uh little thing right here. What he means is a towel. It's wrapped in a towel. And he pulls out a casting of its track, and it's a Bigfoot, which they know. Uh, he pulled, he unwraps it, and the week cut to commercial. That's right. Well, the right. audience at home on the edge of their seat waits to find out what he had wrapped in that towel. Is it a, a human penis from, from a missing a, a hitchhiker that was missing off. six months ago? Is it, this has nothing to do with anything, fellas. I just collect these. Here in, the middle, here in the middle of the woods, meeting with a professional hunter, and he's got something wrapped in a towel that he wants to show you, and he's real yeah. cagey about what it is. And he's real... <laughs> Really drawing out the the prestige. A lot of a lot of unwise decisions on every level to follow this man and agree with it. They all say, Buck in particular says, "This is the first time we've had this kind of evidence," and they all mutter in agreement. It's absolutely not. It's not no. even the first time this episode. No, you found tracks. You found tracks at the deer feeder all the time. It's the <laughs> uh, first thing they find they act- every night hunt is a track, a beautifully preserved track of a supernatural creature that they proved exists. Every episode. Yeah, but this guy poured plaster into the track, and now they have the opposite of a track. Right. What's amazing is they're they're acting like this is magical in the first time. Do you think they don't know about plaster? Like, they don't know you could make a molding? Like, how did you you fucking do this? Because their team could have made dozens of moldings of the various creatures they've tracked just through the first seven episodes, and they never do. In you, fact, you saw them try to kind of invent that where they drew a box around one of the big feet and it had Huckleberry put his foot in there. And they're like, I just want to be able to picture it. I need yeah. a Huck foot in there to picture it. The one that he has, only, you can get for eight ninety nine at the Bigfoot Museum in Santa Cruz. It's You could just buy it. <laughs> it's, it's very much a, a tourist item. Uh, <laughs> it's adorable that they all pretend like it's not. Like it's something, like it's a holy artifact. They decide now... This is where we're putting the trap. They've already decided where they were putting the trap. Uh, it right. was the deer blind, but they've now decided we're putting the trap yeah. here again. This so now ATV they have trail is a much better spot. So now let's get back to the trap shack where they have not told Wild Bill and Willie they're moving the trap and they're building. I I want to say a log cabin. They're building Bigfoot a log cabin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Wild Bill is chainsawing wildly like. Like, he knows they're going to take it away from him at some point, and so he's just getting as much in as he can. Uh, Wild Bill, this is a little moment, but I loved it. 
Wild Bill is passed out on some logs and Willie starts hassling him for it. And finally he gets up and what Wild Bill does is he stands up, he holds a plastic water bottle, what looks like a very filthy plastic water bottle, up over his head. And he says, huh, so Willie, so gonna be a night, so West Virginia chair broke. (laughs) And then he pours the water bottle over his head. And he makes this completely mental noise. It sounds like he accidentally waterboarded himself. Yeah. It's just... Hydrochloric acid or something. I don't know what the fuck this is. (laughs) It sounds like he's dying. (laughs) This long, undignified, choking, gasping bit. And then as he reluctantly recovers, he goes, Yeehaw! And he does the vaudeville zip. Like that was his bit. (laughs) Was to half drown himself in a dirty water bottle. You know, just, I was wrong earlier. I think this is Dana Carvey as Mickey Rooney. That's what that's what he's doing. <laughs> that's, whatever he's doing, it works and he should never change. Uh, that's that's it. They're building they're building this trap in the wrong spot and nobody's told them. Uh, back in the field, we get to another witness. Maybe. God, this is such a competitive field. Yeah. Maybe my favorite witness. Yeah, the most yeah, it's not even close. It's not close to <laughs> me. And I do not. I believe they had to have cast doc i can't believe they ran into a local so who lucky. looks like you gotta he fly is, in a hillbilly that's that cartoony he is dressed as huckleberry for halloween yes <laughs> he is he is actually doc from the seven dwarves that grew up like he's <laughs> he is just such a cartoon of an old hillbilly you couldn't draw him any better he's got overalls he's got a flappy hat a big, like, long, droopy face in those Coke bottle kind of glasses. Huge, huge beard. Uh, ZZ Top beard. And he just a very, very old man. And, and he so says, authentic. He, he is also a professional deer hunter. Yep. That's all anybody they've met so far does is deer hunt. Uh, and also, he mentions that he likes to eat squirrels because squirrel gravy goes good on his eggs and stuff, you know. And then gives a little shy thumbs up. Yeah. I love, I love Doc. I think he means that. I don't think he's like playing it up. They're like, say some country shit. He's like, I don't know what that means, but I sure like squirrel ga- gravy. It goes good with eggs. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, bye. And like, Doc, <laughs> God damn it, stand it. Can we get a round of applause for Doc? He's doing a great job. Yeah. Everybody on set, fantastic. Job. He's not Doc. done. Yeah, he's not done. Uh, so ten days ago, he saw the Grafton monster do nothing in particular in a field, uh, and in this very field. And he's now afraid that this is a regular pathway for him because deer come through here and he sees them. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Grafton Monster comes through here and he sees them. And you're just when you're thinking, oh shit, they're not going to move the trap again, are they? There is a canned growl sound effect right there. <gasps> the Grafton Monster is right here. It's attacking them. It's going to leap right on top During of them. During the witness interview. During the interview about how he saw the Grafton Monster... They all, including Doc, Doc, leap into action. That's him. That's the damn Grafton God monster, Trapper says. Doc and the camera. The most incredible, what the fuck face? Like, it, it all, <laughs> like he's, I don't know. It's That's either a master class in acting or just a great prank on a confused old man. <laughs> just trying to gaslight him into believing it. And he's so senile that it's working real well. Uh, the camera gets no less than three, count them three setup angles from yeah. 10 feet to the right, 10 feet from to the left, and about 10 feet in front of them looking up for a complete zoom in. So in fiction, here's how this goes. They're out there talking to Doc about how he saw the monster. The monster right next to them roars. They all turn around, and then the cameraman scatters 
to run to the left yes. for 10 feet, get the profile, run to the right to 10 feet, and then run 10 feet between them, putting himself between them and the monster that's going to attack them, and then looking at the monster, not turning his camera on, and <laughs> flipping right around, turning his camera on and filming their faces yep. while the monster presumably eats him. It is, yes. in reality, they're getting a monster POV shot without explaining how they would get the monster's POV shot. <laughs> but That's it's straight, it's straight up supposed to be because you're seeing their reactions on their faces looking at the thing they're terrified at. And it's, yeah, it's great. The monster has <laughs> so a GoPro. You're like primed to think, right? That's because they cut to commercial on that. Oh, obviously, obviously, obviously they're going to cut commercial sure. on that. They cut to commercial on like a pig doing something funny. Of course they're cutting away on this. And you're primed to think like, what happens next? They're building up that moment. Reality TV teaches you. Now they're going to show you what they are reacting to. So that's how this goes. That's how the structure shot is. No, it's more reaction shots of them. Never even occurs to the cameraman to film the woods where it might have come from or some shrubbery. Only films their faces the entire time. <laughs> it's the Sam Neill shot in Jurassic Park yep. where he first sees the dinosaur except if they never showed you the dinosaur in the entire movie it's just Sam Neill looking at it going <gasps> I would watch that movie the whole movie you literally have literally have someone saying he's right there in broad daylight <laughs> and the camera never even the camera never even swings around to try to get it to get it in the I shot I swear to god these are the worst fucking cameramen this is like the 10th time they've done this look he's right he's eating you film him I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into our conversation. There was a thing that Doc said leading up to that where he said that he's six foot two. Doc said this, but he was like a full head shorter than everybody else. So is Doc the the Grafton Monster witness a, a liar? Or I thought maybe the Ames team was like a Chinese basketball team and they're all just like seven foot two. And that's <laughs> I, I just what a glorious world. What a, what a context this show would take if that's the, that's what we're dealing with. I don't know, it's just... It would cast the whole thing in a new light like they're out there, a legitimate match for these monsters. Right. Like the only men in the world who could wrestle these monsters are out there looking for them. Now, that's just, you missed out on some of that classic doc humor. Right. He says, I was six foot two, but he scared five years of growth out of me. Okay, so five years oh, of growth. Oh, okay. Because uh, I didn't like, understand that. Because that's You didn't understand I don't measure length. when he talked. I don't measure length in years, I guess, is the thing. And you also <laughs> didn't understand when he said, <laughs> That's there's that too. Squirrel <laughs> gravy. I speak squirrel awesome. gravy though. And then finally Doc is going to leave the episode by announcing he's too scared and yeah. running away. <laughs> he's too scared. And he asks them to give him a ride like they didn't give him a ride out here and like they were going to leave him. <laughs> and they act like, well, I guess, sure. I guess we could give you, or at least we could do. So, every other time this has happened where they've been out with a witness and encountered something terrifying and left, did they just leave the witness there to be devoured by Mothman or whatever? I Technically, yes, but me. they're never more than like 20 yards from their backyard, so they, they're probably from fine. From a Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is in the median divider <laughs> of the highway next to the Denny's. Uh, so they decide... Yes, they are going to move the trap again. This is the third place. <laughs> oh, just a reminder, it's one of the heaviest this traps. It's an entire log cabin. It's the best built structure in the entire hauler. Like, you know, all these guys' hunts is they basically find the nearest structure and find a bunch of, like, blood on it. So future monster hunters will find this log cabin years from now and 
covered in cow afterbirth. And that'll be, this is setting the stage for future monster hunters is all I'm saying. Ah, uh-huh, this is, this is the circle of yeah, life. This is the circle this of monster they, life. How they reproduce because they're not reproducing the normal way. Back to the crackhead trap shack. They got the whole thing rigged up on a tripwire, right? And while Bill says, just, it, he, thus this whole episode, he's in awe of Willie and like Willie's ingenuity and just yeah. genuine love for Willie. And he says, oh, Willie, huh? Anybody ever tell you, use like MacGyver, huh? Take a cigarette ladder, make an explosive device, huh? Got him a paperclip too, forgot about that, huh? Willie doesn't know what to make of that. <laughs> That's a weird series of things to say, even in the, even in the sense of improv. Uh, so he just kind of turns away and Willie says, can you keep an eye on this trap for me while he gets in the tractor and drives away? And to that, Wild Bill says, huh, vroom, vroom. <laughs> just doesn't know how to respond to anything. He never had a father. I was just going to say, the show has partnered up Wild Bill and Willie as being like, you know, the pair that work in the traps. They clearly do not know each other outside of this show. They have no, like, rapport with each other whatsoever. It's constantly, very awkwardly, Wild Bill saying something just nuts and Willie trying to comment on it. And then Wild Bill saying something totally unrelated. He's so uncomfortable. Willie is so uncomfortable with it. And he's really trying to be like... Like you've sprung a maniac on me. Like you've um, a bus maniac has sat next to you and you're just trying to make it to the next stop without getting stabbed. And he's not, he's not going to. <laughs> they both have like really aggressive personalities and nervous energy, but not on the same wavelength. So it's just like, they're both like the noisiest guys of two very different friend groups and they should not be together. But I, I kind of love it when they're together. It's great. It's magic. They're, you were discovering a blooming friendship where none should be. <laughs> But this thing is dangerous. Like, the door is 2,000 pounds. This is going to kill the shit out of a local curious kid. It is. It will never, ever catch a Grafton monster. Ever. But it will cut a child in Absolutely. half. Absolutely. <laughs> Wild Bill says, rain, snow, it don't matter. Huh. Nothing stands in the way of a Marine going after a monster. Huh. <laughs> as though, uh. As though maybe that's what the Marine Corps does. Maybe he thinks that that's what the Marine Corps does. Uh, and, and they have like a, just a really good work ethic about it. Immediately after that, they do show him falling off the top of the trap. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> in his controlled way, he's holding a rope, but he just falls. Yeah, we, he, he does not know what a rope is. We knew that is. would happen. Also, the, the trap is like sitting on the... They didn't build a foundation for the trap. So basically anything inside it will just tunnel through the wet mud slightly slower than walking like that no one is staying inside this trap for more than 30 or 40 seconds especially a grafton monster i bet buck will because the others arrive to inspect it so a whole cruise together huckleberry says that's slicker than socks on a rooster willie i don't fucking even have a guess what that could possibly mean that's slicker than socks on a rooster is what he said i have tried to puzzle through what that means i've spent more time than you can probably appreciate trying to figure out what did he mess it up? Is there a word that he switched around? Yeah. Is he, does it, Slicker. does rooster mean cock? Is this like a dong joke? Cause you're never getting a sock off a rooster. This talons are going through their five different ways. Slicker than socks. Does he maybe just think the rooster looks real good? Like he saw a rooster wearing socks one time and he's like, that looks real good on that rooster. He's pulling that off. Look at slick. <laughs> <laughs> that's thank you in, uh, in cock. That, that's that's please don't objectify me. Uh, you're dis- uh, I find you disgusting and your weird feet. 
God so damn I, it. I don't, I, that throws me so hard. It threw me for like, I just paused it and I had to be They like, baited it with pl- cow placenta, which is the one thing they know it doesn't eat. To make it like more placenta-y, they have a jar of like fermented cow fluid. I don't even think they explained what fluid this was. Let's say it's, let's say it's cow, just juice. cow juice. It's, it's just juice. <laughs> it's just cow. <laughs> Did someone jerk off a, a bull into this? Is this pee? Is it is it just like dead debris? And then they just like mopped it into this. I don't know. But trap. They give it to Buck. Yes, of course. This filth soaked cow afterbirth, uh, and then they they just sort of dangle that in there. Uh, I don't know. It's flawless logic to take the one thing they know it doesn't eat. Cover it in an inedible fluid and then, and then leave it in a giant box that it could easily leave. And then send send Buck in to bait the trap again, as right, they always right. do. Uh, he gets some of the, the cow juice on him and is very upset about it. He takes off his bandana for the testimonial to explain how he's upset about it and disappears once again completely. I have no idea who this guy is without his, his bandana. <laughs> he looks 20 years younger. I don't know. He just looks like a big softball. And he accidentally improvises a line saying, well, anything within 500 miles will be able to smell this, which again is exactly the opposite of what they want. They want something <laughs> that only the Grafton monster will right. smell and be attracted to. And Buck accidentally says, well, every animal within 500 miles is going to come running to its thing, which is true. It would squirrels like that thing that, that afterbirth would get taken off there by something, something immediately, a raccoon, anything, a wolf, a dog, a coyote, a mountain man, a wild bill. Uh, once a again, it's like every a big trap. Foot. There's a lot of other cryptids in these woods, too. Three dogs. Three dogs. <laughs> I've become fascinated with the fact that none of these traps are functional. And the same thing with the previous episode. They had like a little lever that they expected the monster to step on to right. lower the bamboo trap. But it clearly seemed like it was just set up so that uh, they would, you know, Buck would step on it and then off camera, somebody would let go of the rope. So yeah. here, of all of the traps that would be irresponsible to be functional, is this thing where the the door, for those who have not actually watched the episode, the door is made of several full-sized logs. Mm-hmm. It is a several hundred-pound door. And the claim, the fiction of the show, is that there's a tripwire along the doorway. So you hit that tripwire, and it drops this door like a guillotine. Now, <laughs> when they demonstrate the trap, they don't even try to pretend like that tripwire like the tripwire is literally just like on two eye hooks on either side of it it's not connected to anything it's just a wire and then to lower the door they just have it hooked like a tractor is holding it up by a cable and it just very gingerly lowers it down (laughs) as somebody backs the tractor up it would be of course incredibly dangerous to actually build it the way they claim to have built it because again the fear would not be that some person or kid or whatever or somebody's dog gets trapped in there that 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 door would cut them in half as you said it would break their spine and we're absolutely making death traps for for confused meth heads in the woods uh is that is that 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 their cow juice you got in there and then dead your last words are is that their cow juice you got in there it's on your tombstone uh so it's time for the night hunt uh they're all locked and loaded it's the same night hunt every time. They do the they split into teams. Uh, it's Trapper, Huckleberry, and Wild Bill, and on one team, and it's Jeff, Buck, and Willie on the other team. What's most notable about this? What makes this, amongst all the hunts they've done, their most dangerous hunt, is that they have given Wild Bill a shotgun. That's yeah. Someone's definitely gonna die. 
I don't know who gave him that. Uh, somebody fucked up real bad, and it's gonna be. It's like it's like taking a bone away from a hungry dog. Like it's, he's gonna shoot you first for death, I think if you even try. Most people who know a marine uh, know this, but there's a thing that they train them in where like once they get switched on, they kind of can't get switched off until they've maimed something. Once they've unbottled, like, hey, I have a shotgun. Like he, Wild Bill cannot put that down until he's killed with that shotgun. And uh, he's very excited. Yeah. He's very, he's very excited by the gun violence. He is also, uh, he, he's leaning on, on it barrel, the barrel pointing up like at his face. Uh, he's leaning on it like it's a cane. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think he's got a lot of experience. I think he should stick to the, to the mall ninja <laughs> knives, quite frankly. Uh, so they split into teams. They're going to pinch a movement, uh, him again, just like every time. Uh, Wild Bill says, boy, you keep your eyes peeled thicker than a, than a hair on a dog's back. You keep your eyes peeled because it's thicker than a hair on a dog's back here. I don't, another, like, there's so many idioms in this one that I feel like they just made This it one was weird because I think hair on a dog's back was 80 yard. Like it says, careful, it's thicker than hair on a dog's back. Like it's a completely different, like, quality of recording. So maybe this was like a racial slur that they had to like fix in in post. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> maybe thicker oh, than hair oh, on the dog's geez. back is the racial slur. That could be too. We just don't get it. Maybe they added the <laughs> racial slur. They're like, oh, that should have been a racial slur. Let's we'll fix it in post. He said something real cute there, and they were thicker than Willie's luscious luscious locks. It's thicker than the crowd at an Oktoberfest <laughs> in Miami, babe. So so B team finds a clump of dirt that it, that they. Very firmly decide, uh, there's no marks here. Uh, we, we definitely don't see anything here. That means Willie has to climb it. Uh, so Willie climbs on top of it. Now he's standing on top of the only piece of Bigfoot-free earth they know that they have. <laughs> right. I, I don't know why it's a crazy decision, but he says, I don't have a good feeling about this. There's a musical sting and everybody jumps. It's right behind them. <gasps> and they once again do your favorite thing. Wild Bill says, oh, I don't know what that is. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, you do. You know you what know that what is. is. Uh, There's one, but not the, you're on a hunt for the thing. But he says, I don't know what that is, but it's making a loud kabang. And uh, it's hitting something metal, somebody mentions. I believe they just forget that because that's a crazy thing to say. I feel like they try to explain it later. Like he was walking on top of the metal roof. Oh, is that what that is? I thought they were just like, well, that was nothing. I thought that was like he... Like, like the lizard demon likes to attack cars. They were just like, no, he doesn't. Right. He's just starting to. So the first thing is, they, as soon as they hear it, uh, Bill goes running off to die. He wants to die. He has an insurance policy that pays double <laughs> if he's killed by a monster. He's just. And even Trappers goes, don't go run in there, Bill. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, he cuts commercial on Bill running to a certain death, but it's not. They found yet another abandoned building out here, as they always do. Uh, all of these monsters, I don't know why they love buildings. They they are not one with nature, I guess. And he says, it's a, this is a slaughter. The whole side is red with blood. And immediately after that, where you would just think, well, okay, we're leaving. Trapper says, cover me, guys. I'm going up. And I would like to propose this question to you. What do you think covering him means in this scenario? <laughs> Definitely accidentally putting a round in his leg. Yes, because everyone points their guns at Trapper as if the at idea him. is if, <laughs> if he is attacked by the Grafton monster, they will shoot it off of him. Right. Well, they don't want it to take him alive. <laughs> they will honor his sacrifice by blowing him to shit. 
with with the beast he wanted dead, mingling their blood together so that they may never be separated. <laughs> he says, cover me, guys. And that guarantees that the barrels of every rifle swivel right to him. <laughs> Just oh, so glorious. Kill me, guys. Uh, so he does. He climbs the tank. Nobody knows what covering means there. They all took their best guess and it was shoot you. Uh, <laughs> Trapper says, holy shit, that bitch killed a deer right here. And he runs to the edge and he holds up a deer head. What looks like a fairly fresh deer head, I guess. It's one they found in the woods. Then he says, and a leg, and he holds up a skeleton of a leg. <laughs> you've got you've got the two parts right there. Like you can see one one is like fifteen years old and has been bleached, and one is is something you yeah, you've one is a local and, deer hunter's deer head that he's not gonna eat. <laughs> Trapper holding these two pieces of a deer says, That son of a bitch. <laughs> like, the, the entire so phrase bad. is ate it right down to the bone, that son of a bitch, <laughs> as if there is no greater sin that an animal in the woods could commit than to eat another animal in the woods. An act yeah. that if it did not occur, the entire ecosystem would collapse. Right. He's personally offended that an animal ate another, that son of, I was saving this deer for my dinner. I called dibs. Somebody said he ate a quarter of it. But th- I don't think that's accurate because like he ate the whole thing minus a head and like a shin bone. That's ninety percent of a deer he ate. It's, it's a deer they found. It's the remains of what what's left of one after the coyotes whatever been at it. It's the legs. Just, it's the stuff they can't eat. They just they used it as a prop. But I don't doubt they just came across it. Or again, one of their witnesses just had it on hand. But uh, but just didn't have a real good guess as to what a quarter of a deer looks like. Like that's probably <laughs> that's probably most of it, yeah. right? It's got like. Two legs. He's got two legs. Even two even legs in the head. Funnier to me is Huckleberry's quote: "I ain't never seen anything like that." <laughs> Which is again, a man who claims to spend remains. like three hundred days out of the year in the in the wilderness. In the woods. Uh-huh. And you've never seen a dead deer. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. We I I grew up real country, and my dog would bring home exactly that like several times a month. It would just come yes. out of the woods with like a big old bone. And I'm like, yep, gross. And you didn't say, you son of a I never suspected Grafted Monster, ever. (laughs) Uh, This sends Trapper into what is very, into a full panic. Like, he loses his cool. He he gets on the radio, he says, you guys need to get over here now. There's been a slaughter. Like, this deer was his best friend. Uh, (laughs) He says to the camera, this team's in more danger than I ever dreamed about. Now he's after meat. <laughs> he literally reacts yeah. as if he found the remains of an entire Navy SEAL platoon. Right. He found like, <laughs> like, like 15 corpses, like in Predator, where they found the bodies been stripped and hung in the, in the woods or whatever. That's how he reacts. Yep. This is his Bill Paxton in Aliens moment. He's, He's like, game over, me. man. You got to get back here. I never imagined he could fuck up a deer and like meat. What if he thinks that we're made of meat? We got to get out of here. He just, it, it's, it's such an insane choice in several directions. They've established <laughs> it so many times. This whole thing started with you saying, with Buck saying, Bigfoot, this Bigfoot, this Grafton monster is a cannibal ape doula delivering babies just so it can eat them. And now Trapper found part of a deer and is like, fuck it, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of uh, here. I didn't sign up for this. 
Huckleberry, God, it just always got Trapper's back, even in bad improv, says, it's got blood in it now. Like, that supercharges <laughs> the monster. Like, now that it's drank blood, it's it's going into berserker mode. Uh, Jeff has him on thermal, he says. We don't really see that. There are branches yeah. snapping all the, around him. I, I would counter with, the fuck he does. Jeff, <laughs> the fuck he does. <laughs> Jeff does never, has have, on thermal. never has anything on thermal. <laughs> But the thermal department decides, no, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) They think it it took off and jumped off another cliff, but then they think it didn't after all. And Jeff says, oh, I think it's possible this Grafton monster has done nothing all evening but taunt us. Like he's he's disappointed in it. It's doing the same thing the Hellhound is, just running circles around him. It is. It's doing the flash whirlwind. It's trying to make him get caught in 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 a maelstrom. Like maybe I could... I don't know. I've always wanted to try this. I've seen it on Super Friends. It looked cool. Yeah. But I, I love it here because Jeff is building to how it's personal now. It's like, I think he's just taunting us, but he doesn't take that extra step to say, now it's personal. He just, no one else is upset about it. They're just like, yeah, he's probably fucking with us. He's probably fucking with us. Uh, they find him again. They push him towards the trap this time. And they're very insistent. He's right there. And Wild Bill doubles down and he's a meat eater. <laughs> Yeah. Like we've, like we've established his sin, uh, like like that's a slur. Uh, Buck is pointing his Buck is standing behind with the other team, and as uh, Wild Bill and Willie are out there on point looking for this, he keeps his gun carefully trained on them the whole time, mm-hmm. as if he's ready to kill them if they turn into Grafton. One of them shows a sign of Grafton; they're gone. <laughs> he's got, everybody here thinks that the best thing to do to help your buddies is to keep your gun pointed at them all the time. He's, Brothers, listen, if I start to hunch over, it's too late for me. I need you to kill me. You need, I need you to promise you'll kill me. They also do something that I'm, that I'm curious to see if future episodes they get a note on where they will get to a point where they, they're playing the canned sound of the creature right next mm-hmm. to them. Like it's right there. Like they will act yeah. like it's right off camera within 10 feet of them. And then in this case, it's Wild Bill who says, look, there's blood. As if, like, at that point, you're not looking for footprints. The monster's there. Yeah, you're, like, fight, you're fighting him. You yeah, you're currently fighting him. You found him. You're not looking for, you're not tracking anymore. You've, yeah. you, he, he's right in front of you. So, like, they don't know yet to escalate the stakes from, okay, we found a blood trail. We found footprints. We found guts. Now it's the monster. And then once you found the monster, you're not back to looking for footprints and stuff. You're not looking for broken twigs anymore. He's he's right there. Look, there's blood. It's mine. He has punched through my torso. <laughs> I've, lost, I've lost this fight. Uh, so they like they're, they find blood. They find that they find a track. They're excited about yeah, finding tracks. They've again also in the added that the he's dragging a deer with him. Like right now, like while he's taunting them, he's also son of a bitch dragging a deer, uh, a headless deer carcass. Doesn't he know deer are holy in this region? Uh, Wild Bill says, uh, what I'm going to, what I'm going to try to put together on the fly. He says, if we get to this, Mrs. Mr. Graston Mon monster, he's going to be trying to intimidate me, put fear in me. I don't like that, but huh? he had me in a couple bad situations and I kind of get an attitude about that. See if I can't huh, adjust his attitude for him. <laughs> there you go. He's making it personal. I think he made it personal, yeah. right? I think he's saying... I think he's saying the Grafton monster scared me, mm-hmm. and that makes me mad. Yeah, you don't spook him. Now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna scare him back. Yep. Like, Revenge, <laughs> Uncle Sam. I, I just love, I love when they pause to shit talk the monster like <laughs> yes. it's a pre UFC bout. <laughs> like they're here to just, 
talk him down and get those get those odds up. Bet on me in this monster fight. Uh, uh, Willie says he got a glimpse of him high in the air and lost him again, like he is bounding uh, through the woods at incredible speeds. He's just they Hulk decide jumping. they'll never Hulk jumping through the hollers. He's Hulk bouncing. He's he's Hulk hopping miles at a time. And they're like, we'll never try. We'll never keep up on foot. But you know how we will keep up? Golf carts. Oh, it's God. time for the jump in the golf carts. Hollering and hooping. Oh, my Ian God. And hooting and hollering. The element of surprise so, is so important in a Grafton monster hunt. And these guys are just like on spring break. Like, they're having the best God. They <laughs> say, look, it's dumb in terms of a, of a hunt, but it looks like they're having the best time. They transitioned from it taunting them to they now have it on the run. Yep. And it's of all of the three million square miles of the United States it could run to, it is running, of course, directly toward their trap for no reason. Again, the trap is not, they didn't like bait the monster's den. It has no reason to go there other than (laughs) it decides that if it's going to flee from these men and their golf carts, it's going to go toward the smell of the cow afterbirth. You go towards the oldest cow afterbirth while you're being chased. That's Grafton Instinct. It's very video gamey in its logic in that every time it has to, you have these two, two objectives. It has to be scared and it has to take the bait for it to work. In reality, either one of those is plenty like either one of those. And in fact, they get in the way of each other, but every episode is like, we have to fulfill these two criteria or we do not get full points for this monster hunt. We don't get all the money that we could and we won't level up into better monster hunters. Uh, I would love this video game. That's how the video game. Should work. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would totally buy a mo- mountain monster video game. <laughs> the trap, though, uh, does not get triggered. Uh what? But the bait is gone. Now, <laughs> now what? So here's what's crazy to me is that uh, obviously a grass monster could could outsmart the trap. We know that that's been established. But he gave them the deer carcass. Like he left the deer carcass. In exchange for the trap, so he understands our ways. He's a friend. He's a capitalist. What what they decide really happens is that he jumped on top of the trap and just took the bait. Yeah, and didn't go in the trap. And they are completely mystified. Trapper, in fact, says, "We've never been up against anything like this." <laughs> He's been on top of an oil tank, a uh-huh. deer stand, and now our trap. You get the, this. This guy gets on top of stuff. Yeah. He can climb small obstacles, and we, and remember, they have established that before this show, they were a monster hunting team mm-hmm. active, hunting these monsters for seven straight years. So this is like going on a decade of experience hunting monsters. They've never seen one that can get on top of stuff. The very last monster they hunted was like, he could jump over an entire road. Yeah. And uh, a couple episodes back, they hunted Mothman, yeah. who, how did he get out? He can fly... Also, uh, you had to invent anti-teleportation science to trap him. And now you're like, this one climbs shit? I ain't never no. seen nothing also, but climb an oil tank. Also, it did 9-11. <laughs> As they mentioned <laughs> casually, the Mothman may have done 9-11. Mothman did 9-11. You're right. It wasn't his only. A time-traveling, teleporting, immortal creature that shapes world events. But nothing, nothing has, they've not run up against anything like the Grafton monster. And its ability to jump up onto low objects. Yep. You could climb up to 10 feet in the air with some difficulty. Huckleberry climbed the oil tank and Wild Bill climbed the trap. So, like, 
they've seen their colleagues climb these things and they're like we still dazzled by it. game logic it's like when you're when you're in resident evil and you run up a ladder and you start shooting down the monster and then it starts climbing the ladder you're like fuck no that's, that's against true. the rules that's true <laughs> <laughs> you did not think I did not know that this monster was animated for ladder. That's fucking I. <laughs> that's what he said. Crazy changes everything. I thought that was safe territory, <laughs> a second level. I did not. This is the first one I've seen violate that rule. Uh, you know, so Jeff, Jeff says I never seen an animal, a creature, do anything like that. Jump, Jeff, because you have. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he says I've never seen a, an animal, a creature, do anything like that except. A mountain monster. Capital M, capital M. TM, trademark. Those are our action figures. Now now with head. Now comes with Graft a Monster, now with head. Real head popping action. It's just a repurposed Krang. Yeah. Just a spray painted Krang. <laughs> uh, so, so Trevor says, we have definitely proved that the Grafton Monster exists in Taylor County, West Virginia, uh, in a very stilted way that implies like, I'm trying to cover my ass yeah. for this. Uh, These fucking insecure clowns. The, the coping they're almost, doing here. They just got humiliated by another monster they invented. And now they're like, yeah, I think he knows not to mess with us. <laughs> <laughs> but then almost immediately after he says, all that work for that goddamn trap and the son of a bitch outsmarted us. <laughs> like he's getting so frustrated <laughs> that they're so stupid. <laughs> so how? just a real quick count. How many of these monsters have they openly admitted simply outsmarted them? 100% of them. In the scenario that they wrote, it's almost getting to be like a fetish situation at this point where they enjoy (laughs) monster shaming. But this has, again, if they've gotten, if they've not yet gotten the note about why are you abandoning the hunt, this one has the funniest possible ending. Where they play the growl sound one more time. Now, I want to ask you guys, when the canned monster growl happens, do you think they are playing something on the spot? Or do you think that's only added in editing and it's just them saying, well, there it is. And then they add the sound later. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, are they reacting yes. to a noise or is the crew, is like the director going growl and then they know that's their cue to act like they heard the growl and that it will be dubbed in later i think it's the second one yeah i think it's the second one i think uh somebody on the set goes Rawr! and then they all go ah! i do too but so he- here at this moment they get the growl and then one of them shouts that that no good son of a bitch and they all point their guns and decide that it's still like 40 yards away which Right. They can cross 40 yards in under a minute at walking speed. This thing could cross 40 yards in I, like two leaps, right? Like the thing they've described. Yeah. So it's still right there on top of them. Being 40 yards away means it's right there. They, they no, they, I'm sorry. They declare the hunt is over. It's like, nope. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost, too far away. Have. But they came back. To do your no, to do your note, they got your note. They just didn't get the spirit of the note. So they got the note that like, no, no, the hunt's not over. It's still right there. And they were they were doing the wrap up. He was doing the like that son of a bitch outsmarted us. And then it roared. And they're like, oh, it's still right here. Okay. And what I like is and then uh, didn't know he, what to do. They did the thing that Jason was talking about earlier, where the cameraman to get the shot ran out to the monster without filming it, then turned around and pointed the camera back at the men. Pointing their guns at him. Yes. Monster POV. Monster POV. 
Uh, it's <laughs> no other show would have done that. No other monster hunting show would have done that. So for the second time, Trapper tries to cover their ass again and says, I'm just hoping we've drove him permanently into big timber and out of this farm country. Uh-huh. Why would you assume that? Why? He fucking he's literally, you. literally right next to you, Trapper. Like he's I'm surprised he's not waving from behind the shadows. I think he might have literally dunked over you. Yeah. Like at one point in this chase, I think you saw those footprints on one side of you and then you turned around and you saw the other footprints and that was him dunking over your ass. <laughs> <laughs> he just... At no point would he be afraid of you. And Buckleberry gets one of the last lines in the episode, and he says, based on our investigation, the people of Grafton, West Virginia, need to be worried. (laughs) But it is not their problem because they are going home. We've proved it. We showed it how it should not be afraid of humans under any circumstances. Uh, Yeah, we really blew it. And then we pissed it off. Sorry, West Virginia. So Trapper thinks he's ending the episode by saying, well, we, we probably drove him into big timber. And he didn't tell that to Huckleberry. who's like, y'all should be scared. We <laughs> fucked up. We fucked up. End of episode. We came here and we mildly annoyed it. It taunted us. We left. If it had a fear of man before, it doesn't. <laughs> we, have- we, now, we, we now understand how all of the monsters have felt because that's what they did to us. Uh, came in, taunted us, and left. We have rid it of its fear of humans. Uh, so now it's time to pick our favorite quote of the episode. How about Jason first this time? I've got a couple. When they're looking at the trap at one point, Wild Bill says, I'll tell you one thing. I like them monsters like I like my women. Big and fast. <laughs> We're going to fuck that Bigfoot. We all know it. Just but- say it. Uh, That would be too easy. I'm going to go with when they were admiring the plaster footprint that um, that Dale showed them. Buck looked at the plaster footprint and improvised. Look at that great big arch. Maybe that's how he gets around so quick. (laughs) (laughs) And no one responds or replies or acknowledges what he said whatsoever. The so spring good. action of his foot arch. So it's, good. Buck, that's racist. You're not allowed to say that. This was like a quote heavy show because it really felt like everyone was trying to get like put into the intro. It really a lot of forced one liners and catchphrases. Uh, but I think the one that made me laugh the hardest was the one that ended on where Huckleberry said, based on our investigation, the people of, people of Grafton, West Virginia need to be worried. Uh, because <laughs> be scared. It, it was completely contradicting all the other coping. And it's just so fundamentally stupid. And they, the, it helped remind the viewer that, like, we're all just making this shit up. Like, no one should listen to us about anything. And... If they did, this would still be useless advice. Just like, I just, I just love it. it. It For some reason, that encapsulated everything that's funny about the show to me. My favorite quote has to be uh, Wild Bill holding a plastic water bottle up in the air saying, So Willis, I'm going to be a night, so West Virginia chair brew, then pouring it all over his head and going, Yeehaw! You have to be a big foot teacher. You 